Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Joan Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So well. Welcome along to another one of these where we look back at an, a top 40 from history and discuss it at length. Maybe we'll divert off into some of the social history of the time. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But, um, maybe we'll just talk about what we were doing at the time. But in this week's case, we weren't doing very much. I don't know if you were doing anything at all, Sam. Was I even this conceived? Chat was out, but were uh... you even conceived? Well, let, let's, let's get the, uh, the random pop blob to tell us what it is. Which chart we're we looking at? A random blob. Open your gob. Tell us how to do our job. Is that it? Fortieth of August, nineteen seventy-four. There we are. Oh, but that the pop wow. blob becomes more elaborate week on week. Yeah, he's trying to big up his role. That's what isn't blobs he, are like. Isn't he just. But that blob should know there's plenty of other blobs out there, especially in the current climate where I happen to know a lot of blobs have been furloughed or laid off by their their companies who have been hit hard by the pandemic. Um, We could get, uh, we could probably get a blob for cheaper who wasn't, who didn't have such an ego tomorrow. We could get a couple. We could could get one for work and we could get one each probably as pets. (laughs) <laughs> or we could uh, do like you know like Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer in the yeah. 80s when yeah. they had identical twin PAs <laughs> yeah <laughs> they Simpson's... had identical twin PAs and they both had identical jet black um, Porsche Carreras or Porsche 911s <laughs> is that where we're headed do you think Sam the future of this uh, podcast <laughs> yeah two Porsches both dressed always in Armani suits, <laughs> both heavily tanned. Yeah. I think that we should both have very, very carefully trimmed beards, the yeah. sort that just follow your jawline, no moustache. Yeah. yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I think we are uh, definitely the um, the uh, Simpson and Bruckheimer of the podcasting world. Armani suits, surely. no tie, but top button of shirt done up. Oh, yeah, that's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Don Simpson's book, what was that called again? It's High Concept. Great. 
high concept. High concept, yeah. That's a very diveable book, isn't it? Fucking yeah, <laughs> very diveable. But there's three. Or, I mean, there, there's there's a there's plenty of Hollywood books that are diveable. I mean, that True. yeah. To be fair, probably that one is the maddest yeah. of them all, though. Yeah, we we might get round to it one day. We yeah. might not. Uh, so shall we do a rundown of this top 40 then that we've got? Let's do it. Yeah. Here we go. I'll kick off then at number 40. <laughs> number 40 down 12. It's the Slades with Bangin' Man. Oh, hang on a minute. I'm on the wrong what? fucking chart. Oh, what? What chart you so, got? I've got... Uh, I've got 10th of August. Oh, it's the wrong bloody year. No, you won't be the week after. It's the 14th of August. Yeah, I know, because what happened was I must have accidentally slipped put in the wrong year and it gave me the closest. (laughs) You slipped? (laughs) I slipped on on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've all slipped on the internet before. Um, Sam, I've been taking a look at your search history online. (laughs) Yeah, I slipped. slipped. Sorry about that. I slipped repeatedly. Easily okay. done, isn't it? Right. Let's start again. Have you got yeah. it? Yeah, I got All it. Right. Down 12 and 48, it's the Slades with Bangin' Man. Up one at 39, I found sunshine, say the Chai Lights. Down at 13, places to 38, it's them fucking Wombles, Banana Rock. <laughs> Shouldn't swear, <sighs> should what, I? what an act. New in at 37, Annie Song from John Denver. Down 17 to 36, it's the sweet with the six teens. Uh-oh. New in at 35, it's Rainbow from Peters and Lee. Up three at 34, Wizard. This is the story of my love, baby. Up one at 33, it's Sundown from Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> Straight in at 32, Rock and Roll Lady. That's Shawaddy Waddy Waddy Waddy. At 31, all the way down from 24 this week, poor old Terry Jacks, if you go away. Looks like you are going away, Terry. Right out of this chart. <laughs> down 10 to 30, Jim Stafford with my girl, Bill. Hang on, Jim. Bill's not a girl's name. Shooting up the chart to 29, Cozy Pow with the unimaginatively titled Nah, Nah, Nah. And yet more gibberish straight in at 28, Sylvia with Y Viva Espana. <laughs> at 27 up three places it's Jim Cabaldi with it's all up to you Barry Blue is singing a song to Miss Hit and Run at number 26 you better call the police Barry you could end up uh, getting jailed for committing a hit and run it's double trouble at 25 for Miss Diana Ross and Mr Marvin Gaye Esquire with stop look listen to your heart Charles Aznavour singing about a woman as well at 24, down seven. She's called She. At 23, up from 39, it's the Cockney Rebel with Mr. Soft. I remember when they used to call you Mr. Soft, mate. Does that still apply? <laughs> no, I've got some pills to remedy that now. The wife's never been happier. <laughs> down eight at 22, Gary Puckett and his Union Gap with Young Girl 1974. <sighs> At 21, down from nine, kissing in the back row from the Drifters. Up three at 20, Paul Da Vinci with your baby, ain't your baby anymore. Up 10 places at 19, Sweet Dreams with Honey Honey. Standing still at 18, The Intruders with win, place or show, she's a winner. At 17, up 10 places, it's Bobby Goldsborough with 
Hello, summertime. Still at number 16 there, it's David Cassidy with Please Please Me. At 15, it's just for you, the Glitter Band. Up 7 at 14, Donnie and Marie Osmond with I'm Leaving It All Up To You. Bloody typical, lazy kids. At 13, it's tonight from the Rebettes. Down four places to 12, Paul McCartney and his wings, band on the run. At number 11, down four places, Amateur Hour from Sparks. Up three at ten, it's the Rolling Stones with its only rock and roll. At number nine, I shot the sheriff, confesses Eric Clapton. Up three at eight, Jimmy Ruffin, what becomes of the brokenhearted? At number seven, down one, it's Mud with Rocket. Up four places at number six, Hughes Corporation, rock the boat. Number five, down two places, Stephanie de Sykes and Rain with Born with a Smile on My Face. Climbing one at number four, it's the Bay City Rollers, Summer Love Sensation. At number three, it's the Stylistics with You Make Me Feel Brand New. Knocked off the top. Down one at number two, George McRae, Rock Your Baby. At number one, up one, it's those three degrees asking, when will I see you again? Well, they can see me any time they like. And I'll put them in order as well if you want. All bloody three of them. So there it is. That's the top 40. 14th of August, 1974. I was two years and one month old. I had no concept of this chart. It did not enter my consciousness whatsoever. But still lots of stuff in it that I love. And lots of stuff in it that's shit. So um, that's um, probably typical of most of the charts. I would have been conceived... You were conceived. The, the, the act yep. of Congress would have been yeah. completed by my mother and this, father. In this week itself, or? No, hang on. I was no. I was born in April. Um, so <sighs> presume, so nine months back, you're looking at prob- probably only July. a month beforehand. Yeah. Wow. They had made sweet summer love together. So this um, chart might have been the one when, when your mum realised she was pregnant. When she got... Well, yet another little delay. We're having another uh, seven-year gap oh, they've been as God. well. Since the last ones, I think that this was probably around it's that time my dad started making plans to to do one. For an, an like, alternative lifestyle. That. A fucking fourth. You are joking me on. I thought the uh, fucking thing. I mean, you can see his point of view because we always talk about how like the early years of having kids is so difficult. You could see and... his point of view. <laughs> Mate, do you know what? You look like you're trapped underneath glass. It says Andy Dawson's video, pause. But the truth is, I can see right. you in a okay. blurred sense right. moving about. You're yeah. more like a sort of a blob of colour. Like I'm under ice or something like that. It's exactly like you're trapped under wow. ice. And um, that's a shame because I like to see the whites in your eyes. So I don't know <laughs> if that's at your end or mine. I just got super fast broadband well, upgraded I can see you. in my rig. So I can see you and hear you perfectly. Anyway, I was saying now I could see my dad's point of view in as much as you know, <laughs> it's like really hard having kids. And then when your kids get around about six or seven, yeah. you're like, oh, they can look after themselves now. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It it does become a lot easier. Six or seven. It's beginning they, to get know, a lot easier for me now. Mine are 17 and 13, and it's starting to feel easier. Yeah. But I mean, they're I adults, basically. Pretty much, yeah. No, but, you know, when they're really little and they don't sleep properly, that's the killer, isn't it? 
They yeah. don't sleep properly, and you've got to actually put their coat on them all the time. You just come. Yeah. It, by yeah. night, yeah. by night, you're just like frantic, and yeah. by day, you're operating with no sleep, and you are con- you seem constantly to either be wrestling them into a coat or out of a yeah. coat, and yeah, it's very thing. stressful. But then when they get to seven, they tend to, if you're lucky, you know, they're sleeping through, yeah. and you and they put their own coat on. Right, so you're on easy street. So just my my dad, my mum and dad had three kids, all within yeah. like two and a half years. I mean, it was disgusting, really. Right? Yeah. In the six, in the mid to late sixties, and then, then just as the just as the uh, youngest turns seven, my brother Cass turns seven. My dad's having a fucking easy street, especially yeah, in the seventies. Put put especially, his own coat on. <laughs> yeah. Sorted. And in the 70s as well, you know, when we were a li- little bit more cavalier as a society, that would have literally meant we can go out for the night. Leave we them can in. go out. We can go out on that. Leave them there. Stick them in front of the fucking box. Leave, Leave a couple of lollies on. for them. Leave a couple of lollies if they get Tin hungry. Of beans. <laughs> them lollies you buy in the chemist, so they must be healthy ones. Pack right. the fags for them to share. Yeah. And uh, he's thinking, fucking dreamland. And then my mum has come back. home to the strains of When Will I See You Again by the Three Degrees and said, oh, 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 I'm oh, up the spout. By George McCree. Well, the, yeah, she's going, she's going, oh. And he's going, when will I see you again? I can fucking tell you, you're not going to see me for a fucking long while. <laughs> he's going, oh, this is my favourite, Rock Your Baby by George McCree. And your mum's <laughs> going, oh, the thing about that is, uh, but speaking of babies, uh, well, you know, what's some news? What? <laughs> At number three, the stylistics. You make me feel brand new. You couldn't be further from the truth. This news <laughs> has made me feel fucking ancient. <laughs> Second or third hand at best. Oh, what's that one by Slade? Banging man. Oh, I wish I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> Every single song in this chart <laughs> played a small role in my father abandoning me. <laughs> When I was a babe in arms, every you know sometimes every song seems to carry a message somehow, some <laughs> something subliminal, subtle almost, as if it's speaking to you through the radio. That's what it was like in the summer of '74 when I found out I've got my missus up the spout, just as the youngest kid at it cult stage. <laughs> What's your dad call? Is it Barry? Barry, Baz, Barry, Barry, ba- yeah, Baz, band on the run, Baz on the run, more like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're laughing about it, but it's not funny. Or is it? I don't know. No. Oh, no. Jesus. So uh, <laughs> where do we begin? It's fascinating, I mean, though, to think about, like, what the things that your family were going through at the time of any given chart yeah. and how they soundtracked it. I mean, it doesn't happen so much now, but back when you're younger, these the charts literally did soundtrack your life. That's why now you'll yeah, hear exactly. a song, even a song that you weren't that into at the time, yeah. but you'll hear it. Sometimes it's more the ones you weren't into because the ones that you're into, you might still listen to now, but mm-hmm. the ones that you weren't into enough to buy or listen mm-hmm. to in your own time, they're frozen in time. So you'll hear it yeah. and it'll, and you'll be, you're, you're suddenly 
in that place and time. Mm-hmm. You can almost smell the smells. I mean, there's, uh, there's an example of that I've got, which is um, 1984. I just called to say I love you by Stevie Wonder, which I yeah. don't like particularly like as a song. It's it's trite. It's mawkish. Mm. It's, it's not his best. Not his best. Not his best at all. But no. I've got this vi- a vivid memory of a Christmas party, 1984. Uh, might have been New Year's Eve, and my granddad um, singing along to it when it came on. You know, in the video, Stevie Wonder sings it into a telephone, doesn't he? Sees it into a red telephone <laughs> because, of course, he's just called to say he loved you. And my granddad uh, gets hold of the, uh, the the ZX Spectrum joystick that I had because we took our computer <laughs> at this party. Yeah. And Give us that fucking yeah. Spectrum joystick with us. And he's, he's singing, I just called to say I love you into this Spectrum joystick to me nana at this New Year's Eve party. And that yeah. memory will legend. stay with me forever. What but, a fucking um, legend. I'll, I'll, go, I'll tell you this as well. Drink had been taken. Drink, yeah, been taken. of course it has. Of course it has. He would have got, he'd have got lucky that night with Nana. I tell you, of course you. he would. Of course he would. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I got, I got this in the other day, and it's actually a song I do like, but I hadn't, I just hadn't listened to it for ages. You know the song "Too Late" by Carol King, which is a yeah. brilliant song, but mm. it was covered in the early nineties by a band called The Chimes, oh, yeah. uh, with with a famous uh, British soul singer. What was her name now? Let me see. Too late cover version. Anyway, it's a great song, and it's actually a nice cover. Um, And uh, I can't bloody find out who's done it. But uh, it came on the other day, and suddenly, like a flash, bang, Mm. I remembered... Back in time. Getting off the bus, right? I must have been listening to the radio because I wouldn't have had it on cassette. I must have been listening... I must have had, at the time, my Walkman must have also had... FM and medium Ooh. wave capabilities. <laughs> I think I'll listen to the radio. And uh and uh I was listening and, and I was and I just remember fucking walking through getting off the bus after school, walking through the park, listening to this song, and I couldn't you know, it was a moment that hadn't been anywhere in my anywhere remotely near my fucking memory for decades. Yeah. And it was yeah. inconsequential. I mean, there's no great punch on this. It was literally just a memory of walking through a part in my school uniform. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking this is good as well. Yeah. But you just go bang, you're there. And it's only. I mean, music's the only thing that can do that, really. Apart from sometimes smells. Yeah, it's dead weird. Like you can just pinpoint a specific date and time and incident, and it doesn't even need to be something major. It's something like that you've just said. Walking through yeah. the park. I've got a similar one walking. Um, after going for a walk for dropping the kids at school, listening to you know um, the guy of Divine Comedy made a concept oh, yeah. cricket cricket album. Yeah, I remember that. Duckworth, yeah, Duckworth Lewis method. Listen yeah, to that yeah. first I, album. I interviewed him about it when it came out. Weirdly, right? It's a really mm. good album. Yeah, but, um, he's a nice guy. That bloke. Yeah, and I've got a memory of, of going for a walk in the sunshine, listening to that, and that just really stayed with me as well. Is this entertaining or informative for the listeners? I think, I'm not I think sure. hopefully, hopefully, but it's not our usual juvenile nonsense, admittedly, but there'll be more of that to come. And people, I'm sure, will relate to this, although it would be effing disastrous if people started sending us tedious emails going, oh, oh God. yeah, I know what you mean. I heard a song the other day and it made it's me think of this. No, hell. we don't care about that. By the way, it was Dina Carroll with the band Quartz, not Chimes. Right, don't know where yeah. I got that from. Dina Carroll and Quartz. Yeah. They got to number eight in their singles chart in 91. Jalapeño. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. Anyway, back to 1974. Anything that jumps out there? I'm looking at Banging Man by Slade because I don't remember that one. That was when Slade were kind of on the slide a little bit, late 74. Um, and it only got a number three. It was in the top five for about two weeks, I think. And the, the Banging Man, and he's singing, uh, looking at the lyrics, look at the Banging Man. He says he can. Time after time, he'll get down, down to banging back home. Ooh. I mean, this just sounds like a sex anthem, doesn't it? He's t- he's singing. Uh, That's what you wake be. up in the, you wake up in the morning. You can't remember much about the night before. Then the lady who's beside you gets up. She goes right out and locks the bathroom door. And your head won't stop singing. The phone won't stop ringing. Your plane is going to leave at twelve fifteen. Um, and this, the second verse goes. I'm just getting stressed out listening to that. I think it's just about having it off on tour. But yeah, but then, that old plane thing, it's like, oh, fucking hell, am I going to fit everything I've, and I've got I'm to finish having it off? Then I've got to pack. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that uh, could put you off a bit. Check check out the hotel. That that usually yeah. takes a while. Yeah, I'm um, getting straight. I, 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 can't, I can't make love properly under those sorts of conditions, mate. I, 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 can't, I can't do it to a deadline. I just need, a, I need, I need an, an endless time ahead of me. <laughs> Well, it turns out that it's it's got more of a subtext that song because the banging man in the song apparently is um, where's it gone? It's it re- refers to Slade's tour manager Graham Swinnerton, whose nickname was Swin, and he had the job of waking each band member up in their hotel rooms, ready to head on to the next destination. Oh, so it is partly about, about groupies and having it off every night with different women, but yeah. also about. Um, the fella who has to keep keep control of them and get them to the banging airport man. for the next game. You're fucking the banging, banging man. cunt, yeah. Here comes the banging man. Fucking hell. Oh, fuck. Put me right off my stroke. <laughs> so fucking banging, will you? The funny oh, thing about finish. this chart is that yeah, You'll I... have to finish me off by hand, love. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you could do it while I finish my packing, actually. <laughs> just going to fold up my slacks. <laughs> I'll just put you my just mirror crack top hat on. on. You, you crack on and all that. Well, I, now, I've my method. You've got to have a method. Now, carry on. I can talk while you're doing it. My <laughs> method is... Mi- I'll put my mirror top hat on because it doesn't fit in the case. I've got to wear it when I'm on the plane. <laughs> now, I've put in my shoes first, my platforms, um, and they and they they form almost like a border to the main case. I'll then put I put my socks fold- inside the shoes. 
He's, that, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Space, space with saver. these sorts of boots as well, you can if you roll up your socks, you can you can fit about four pair in each shoe. So <laughs> <laughs> I only usually travel with four pairs of socks, even for a long talk, because you can easily wash them in the sink and leave them to dry on the radiator overnight, and you know, just saves more space. I take my vest. No, carry on. I roll my vest up like a sausage. (laughs) Some people are folders. Some people are folders. Some people are rollers. Me myself, always been a roller. (laughs) It's a system. It's the same. It's a family thing. It often gets passed down through generations. Our family have always been rollers. (laughs) Uh, uh, These songs in this chart, I'm not that familiar with with uh, probably the majority of them the ones that i am familiar with are i got so heavily into disco when i was about i mean obviously you you know if you grew up in the 80s you weren't in the 80s in the disco era but you were just nevertheless so familiar with all disco hits disco because was they, under your skin wasn't they, it they just carried on i mean they yeah. carried on beyond the di- people say all like when we were watching that bg's dog oh there was a massive backlash yeah. against against disco but there wasn't really, it just wasn't necessarily cool. But all yeah. of the songs, because most of the songs, the hits, stood up as songs, irrespective of the disco vibe, they all like just stayed in the public consciousness. They became standards. Yeah, they were on the radio all the time. It's, um, it's always so, fun to see that bit of footage of that fucking arsehole DJ in, I think it was Chicago. Yeah, burning um, the records. organised the, the death to disco and all the yeah. white people who went along with the disco records. Yeah. And I th- was it in that Bee Gees documentary where they were talking about it? They said half of these records weren't even disco ones. They were just like records by black artists. Yeah, yeah. Lots there was someone who stuff. said, yeah, there was someone who said, you know, there's people Stevie Wonder and Marvin Gaye records. You're yeah, like, yeah. these are just not disco records. Yeah. And then he realised a lot of it was racism and homophobia. Yeah. Um, which is why you should never trust anyone with mostly rock music in their record collection, in my oh, opinion. Exactly. Yes. Um, but they, you know, they, uh, they, yeah, I, I do think that it was un- when we were growing up in the 80s, it was certainly considered sort of cringy and cheesy and uncool. Mm. But the songs nevertheless were always played because they were just always good songs. Like if you switched on most yeah, commercial yeah. radio, there would be disco music playing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and and then in the in the early nineties it became cool again, yeah, for various reasons. I think maybe it was it, there there was a sort of big influence in the music that was coming out, British soul music at the, at the time. It started being influenced more by disco music, and so you started seeing <clears throat> on the TV ads for that. I mean, I don't know if you were selling if you were flogging CDs at the time up half price, but there was a lot of there was a lot of um, the best disco album in the world yeah. ever, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. And I know a lot of songs. I got really into disco music, and a lot of these songs were f- I just know from that, really. I mean, You Make Me Feel Brand New, Rock Your Baby, definitely. That's on all of them. Rock the Boat on both yeah. of them. Two songs with Rock in the title mm. that are, in fact, disco songs. Yeah. Interesting. What's the rock going on in this chart? And then at there's... seven, rocket. What the fuck's yeah. going on here? And then at ten, then there's just only ten, rock and roll. It's only rock stones. and roll. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's very much not a disco song, but it is incredibly camp. The video to that one. That's the one where the all, all the bubbles keep. Yeah. Yeah. And is it the yeah. bubbles are in the studio and slowly it turns into a massive like bubble party? Yeah. Yeah. Very camp. Yeah. 
One of the most interesting things the Rolling Stones did. And he's like got that guitarist who was there in between um, Brian Jones and Ronnie Wood. What was his name? Mick something, um, probably. Mick Taylor. Yeah, he's in that. Yeah. The reason I remember that is because uh, I had VH1. We had VH1 in the 90s when I was a student because um, we subscribed to the football channel and got VH1 chucked in for free. But in those days, VH1 <laughs> owned about five videos. <laughs> yes. And they would just I play remember. the same five videos on rotate. Yeah. One of them was Bowie's Ashes to Ashes. Yeah. And one of them was was its only rock and roll. So that video I have an intimate knowledge of, despite that it was released the year before my birth. I must have seen that video a million times. Yep. Um what else can we look at? It's uh Band it's, on the Run. Band on the Run. Um yeah, a great song from a really good album. Um What Punk album is that? Wings. Is it is the, the album run. called Band on the Run? Band on the Run. That's the one that's got the it's got all the celebrities on the front cover with yeah. McCartney and it's and they're sort of dressed like spies Mike, or something. Michael Parkinson's on there and Clement Freud and Fucking um, Parky. Uh, I mean well, Clement Freud turned out to be a nonce, didn't yeah. he? And Parky turned out to be a pompous cunt. Yeah. So we every time we do one of these we seem to end up slagging Michael Parkinson off. Wow. Whichever chart it is, there's always a reference. Yeah, it's a game we play called Six Degrees of Michael Parkinson <laughs> is a Pompous Cunt. And you can start with any subject, but within six degrees, you find a connection <laughs> to how Parky's a Pompous Cunt. I I mean, I have a personal beef with him because he had a go at me once live on air. Did he? When we were on Five Live mm. and he came on as a guest and talking about this, that and the other. And someone, and it was just after Saxgate, you know where Russell Brown and Jonathan Ross had rung up um, yeah. Manuel yeah. and said all that stuff. And but his granddaughter, yeah. Yeah, which was obviously really bad. But it, it was a classic British moment in as much as it was really bad and yeah. they deserved to be reprimanded. But, but nobody actually heard it at the time. All of the complaints no, came from people who hadn't heard it. Yeah, and people just, and the whole country, you know, it was a proper, like, suddenly the Prime Minister is having to answer questions about the House yeah, of Commons. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, oh, fuck's sake. You know, it was a prank that went too far. It's, it's, who it's amongst us thing. can say that it's, they haven't done uh, well, called up Manuel and claimed to have said, yeah, had or, sex or, with or his... Or said something as an aside, which he thought was amusing, and then has got blown out of exactly. all It's this thing that happens in this country time and time again. It's it's just happened again um, this week with a, a female comedian. I can't remember her name. Um, and she'd said something about Kill Whitey on the Frankie Boyle show. Oh, yeah. And then there's been... So there's people ringing the police up. It's what There's a small oh. fire. There's a small <laughs> the fire police. and all these right-wing cunts turn up and spray petrol all over it. It's like, fucking get, horse get a fucking life. Get a life. Get something yeah. else to think about. Do you know what I mean? How bored anyway, are you? Any, anyway, Parky, I piped up. It wasn't my show. It was Eamon Holmes' show, but I was the, um, you know, the sidekick imbecile character. Gobshite. And <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I, I piped up and went, yeah, well, you know, maybe it was a bit... I said something pretty non-committal, but just in the interests of, like, balance, sort of said, you know, 
obviously I'm sure they'll regret it and, and the BBC have to do something. But at the same time, it's been a, a, a major overreaction for something that was just like, you know, or something yeah. like that, you know. He interrupted me, like, with a proper look, like, who's this cunt? <laughs> Which, again, I can see his point of view, right? Because he just launched into it. He was desperate. You can tell it was like, it wasn't the reason he was on there. He was on there to promote something else. But he thought, I, he, I could tell he can't wait to be asked about it because it was a legitimate thing to ask Parky, who's a grandee of broadcasting about. Yeah. And Parky couldn't wait to, you know, because you can imagine how seething Michael Parkinson would have been to see the likes of Jonathan Ross, let alone Russell Brand, take his mantle as well, like exactly the mainstream. Who, who, who would become Britain's top chat show host around that time? Exactly. Jonathan so, Ross, and he would, have hate, he would have hated yeah. Jonathan Ross because of Jonathan Ross has got a bit of a London accent and he's a bit of a Jack the Lad and just isn't like Michael Parkinson, i.e. A, a relentless sycophant, right? And uh, <laughs> and so he, he and so he was like started ranting and I just sort of suddenly woke up a bit. As a fan of both of those people, Jonathan Ross and, and Russell Brand, I thought, well, I better better say something because he's going really well. I said, well, a bit of an overreaction. And he looked at me like, you fuck it. Who the fuck are you, Junior? What are you even fucking doing? How have you even been allowed to be involved in the same conversation as me? So was so he Michael in the studio Parkinson, with you? Was he in the studio? Best friend. Yeah, I think he was, yeah. Best friend of Muhammad Ali, who I could easily get to come here and doff you up. <laughs> right. Uh, Muhammad's a very good friend of anymore, mine. But- but, he, know, he could still easily beat you still up, doing sort of, job on up you. young fella, my lad. Yeah, no problem at all. <laughs> um, and uh, he went, you cannot say that. You cannot sit there and justify the Fuck way in which hell. those men behaved. It's just not possible. And I was like, whoa. It was like one of those where you're like, all right, fucking hell. Calm down, Parky. Calm down, granddad. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, don't fucking piss your pants, mate. <laughs> I'm not that bothered by it. Yeah. All right, it's fine. It's just content. We're just filling air space. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm here to talk, mate. I get paid by the word as far as I understand it. So I haven't said anything for five minutes. <laughs> it's a bit like that. And he's like, you can't say Who the fuck are you? And I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah, all right. Sack him. All right, I agree with you then. <laughs> I'm not bothered. <laughs> I really am not bothered enough to have an argument with you. But I've never fucking forgotten it, Andy. I thought, yeah. oi, Parky. Yeah. I'm going to bring this up one day when podcasts are invented. I thought, I'm oh, going to have one. you're knocked, mate. Delaney yeah. never forgets. I'm going to have my say. Knocked. Yeah. I'll stick. I'll stick that one in my back pocket. <laughs> Anything else in this chart of any worth that you want to talk about before we go? Because we've just about ran out of time. Baby. Yeah, I can't say it's getting uh, let- the second episode out of this one, to be quite fair. Nah, it's not a vintage chart, let's be no. honest. Um, I'm one sure more. I saw a couple of other great... Um, Oh, yeah, you said why Viva España, but yeah. it's Viva. Am I right in thinking that is Viva España? That's the one, yeah, so, that's the week. So that it was just, the chart. is that yeah. the original of that? Because I've always yeah. thought, I suppose I thought it was like the Spanish national anthem. No, no, it was, you know what it was? It became a hit because it was that era when people were starting to go abroad on package holidays 
and yeah. it was played relentlessly when they were away, and then they all ah. came back and bought it. It got released over here because this is like what fourteenth of August, so they all heard it in June and July when they've been abroad in oh, Spain. In, I, I stick that on in Marbella. And it takes me back. It takes me back. Benidorm. Yeah. Yeah. To the exactly. Costa Blanca. Yeah, and it what, rose what, up the charts. What about? So, um, is that the same? Is that where the same story behind Una Paloma Blanca? It will be, of course, it will be. Yeah, Una I Paloma mean, Blanca. Now, similar era. Um, I tell you what, Andy, at our next live tour, I would love to incorporate the song Una Paloma Blanca to well, our. We'll sing it as somewhere. we come on stage. We'll sing it as we come on stage. I would love to sing some. that with you. That would be like a Jim will fix it type I'm thing. Just for a me. bird in the sky. <laughs> Why have we not got like a a Google document where we can like put ideas down for the next tour that we won't um, won't forget? (laughs) Oh, Jonathan King sang that cunt. Oh, okay. Well, mm, let's uh, maybe we should scrub that idea. (laughs) I mean, we don't Um, want to contribute royalties to his estate, do we? It, no, he didn't sing the original. It was originally sung by the George Baker selection. Oh, thank God. So uh, I think it's acceptable. Got a number 10 in the UK and the fucking Jonathan King's version got a number five. But um, yeah, we'll sing it. We'll reclaim it, won't we? It's a great song. Yeah, yeah, but for a new age. about that thing about songs being a hit, like in the after they've been heard abroad. I think Blue Monday or New Order, that... Mm came back up the charts again in kind of August of 83 because everyone had been away and heard it in the discos of, of Spain. Uh, and that, yeah. that was another one of them that rocketed back up the charts. Mm. But uh, there we are. Chart history for you. Um, sparks are in there. Sparks are always good value. Yeah. Bit, a bit of sparks. Um, the Glitter Band without Gary. They knew which way the wind was blowing, didn't they? I've got to do oh, some songs on our own. What, they, they sacked him? Or no, he went solo they, and they carried they, on. They, they just did like a, a spin-off bunch of bunch of singles. Yeah. What when he was busy? I think it must have been when he was busy doing whatever he did in his spare time. Yeah. That's probably um, what prompted him to write Do You Wanna Be in My Gang, which is pretty needy kind of a track. He was probably bit, feeling lonely and neglected. Yeah. Cause the glitter band had ditched him. Um yeah, it's impossible to it. get through a ninety seventies uh, chart without talking extensively about sex monsters. Isn't I think it? there's probably a nonce in every every top forty of the seventies and, and a lot of the eighties. I think. Yeah. Are you suggesting that should be our slogan for this for this um, podcast? A nonce in every chart, guaranteed. <laughs> oh, we could start identifying the chart nonce in each episode like a, that we do, like a hazelnut in every bite. Yeah. We'll ask who the chart nonce is of that particular week. And if it's a one that we it hasn't been outed yet, but we've heard about privately in the world of, you know, media gossip, we'll just hint at it <laughs> or, or bleep it out. Oh, yeah, a little regular game. <laughs> chart nonce. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's we, it then. We did a game one. once on... Um, actually, I'm not going to talk about that. It's a bit dodgy. Maybe next time. <laughs> Run past the lawyers first. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's the that's that one. Um, shall we reveal what the next chart is going to be? Yeah, that's a good idea. Live that's on fun. air. Get the random pop blob activated. Yeah. Um, 
This could be your last go, Blob, so make it a good one. And it is... Fucking wow. hell. Neither of us were born for that one. Wow. I'm going to do some research on that one then. 3rd yeah, of June, 1970. I have to do some music listening. Quite That's fun. what's coming up next um, in a couple of weeks. So uh, thanks for listening to this one. It didn't really fly this episode, let's be honest. They don't always, but there fun. you go. Killed some time, yeah. didn't it? All right, thank you and goodbye. Thank you so much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.